from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. Friday, November 23rd, 2018, Black Friday, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Why can't it just be Friday? I'm your host, Cameron Strang, <laughs> and here with me in our Orlando studios on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother Chandler Strang. Uh, well, you know now, on yeah. the Skype line from Gainesville, Florida, Big Cat Eddie Koffeltz yeah, is back to again. Races. Good to see you. Uh, <laughs> on the Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. And down the road there in Nashville, author, speaker, podcaster, cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. It's over. What are you talking about? That well, we didn't long... talk to each other yesterday, so I'm saying it now. All right. Uh, let, me, let me let me love y'all. Just let me love you, everyone. You literally, you literally texted me happy Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. It's like, was that not meant for me? How? Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, uh, oh, Eddie, are we about to do this? Because, Cameron... <laughs> I have the best story that I've not told y'all yet. Is this the right what? moment? This yeah, is. Sure. Let me I mean, just let me claim it. What other moment would it be? No, no. This is the right moment. Last week, Eddie and I are texting about life. We're just catching up. We're I'm yeah. asking him I some had, work questions. I had some ideas for her show that, of course, you know, you guys know how I do. Middle yeah. of the middle of the night text. No, no, it wasn't no, middle of the easy. night. It was early no. in the morning text. Hey, I think we should do this on your show. It would be funny. And then go ahead, Annie. Yeah, and then I get a text that says, "Hey, guys." I'm on Call of Duty tonight from 9 to 11. Let's kill stuff. And I was like, Eddie? I had a couple of group texts going. Everybody, I'm telling everybody on the Relevant Podcast that your gaming just yeah. made an appearance in my text stream. Yeah. Yeah. I was had a couple of group texts hey guys, going. I'm Some on people Call of Duty from 9 to 11. Let's kill, yeah. stuff. Let's kill stuff. Yeah. My brother and my, my good friend, we all play Call of Duty uh, together. And I would say it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, was there any part of you that late at night that was like, Huh. I didn't know this was going to be part of our friendship, but uh, okay, I'm down. Yeah, Let's I'll go totally. play Call of Duty. I'll go get an <laughs> totally. Xbox. I guess. Yeah, we can I play immediately ordered an Xbox. Uh, Black Friday sales immediately got me an Xbox, and I thought, I'm a seven. If a friend's going to invite me to do something, I'm probably going to do it. So yeah, I don't know if he yeah. meant me, but I'm the newest player of Call of Duty. That's my announcement today. I'm the newest uh, player of Call of Duty. Such a funny discovery. She's a savant. She's a, mm-hmm. she's a Call of Duty savant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do that. I miss text to groups constantly. I mean, really? really? Oh, it's yeah. my greatest fear. Same. Oh. I am so careful. Oh, man, I, it is. It is consistent. And I just at this point, I'm like, never say anything on text ever that everyone couldn't read because, you know, I will just have you had any any disasters, Eddie? Have you had mm. any like, like ooh, I mean, was this bad. was borderline. Uh, no, no, nothing, nothing, no, nothing too, okay. nothing too bad, gratefully, because it is just, I, I have this terrible eyesight and I hate texting as it is. So I just text quickly and I use Siri. And the next thing you know, I'm inviting Annie F. Downs, best selling author, to play, play Call, Call of, of Duty, Duty with also, me and my brother. Also, from 9 to 11? You're going to play for two full hours? Time. I know, it should be a little bit more, right? Like three <laughs> or four hours? It doesn't seem like enough, <laughs> but we do what we got to do. What? The call, the call of duty. You don't get to determine 
it, it's a duty. It, it's it's a duty. like right there in the name. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She's right. Hey, uh, listeners, you're probably wondering, where's Jesse? He's been on this show without fail for 15 years. And uh, then it's been now, what, three episodes he hasn't been on. I uh, figured I should probably tell you guys. Uh, we have, we've been working with Jesse for so long. This guy, think about this. He goes on family vacations and is calls in on the show. This guy works oh, yeah. 24 hours a day. And we wanted to give him a break. I feel like he's uh, deserves it more than anybody in the world. So we're calling it kind of like a holiday sabbatical. And Jesse's going to get to go spend time with the kids and uh, have fun. Yeah. And, uh, we'll, yeah. and and sitting in for him in, in the Jesse seat is Big Cat. So Yeah, I so, will never be able to do his seat, uh, you know, the honor that it deserves because he is so legendary and so great. But I... Uh, you know, I look forward to saying a lot of things I regret on the air with my friends. So let's do this. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to let you guys know where he is. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, Levi Lusco joins us. Uh, it's kind of a special edition of the podcast for a couple of reasons. One, um, my podcast, Unedited is the name, um, Unedited Debuts on Monday. And uh, you can go now over to wherever you get uh, your podcast. You can check out the trailer. You can subscribe. The debut episode is with Levi Lesko. Uh, what unedited is, is a long form conversation. It's unedited um, uh, with people that I find fascinating, friends, uh, innovators, leaders, world changers. And um, it's just, it's, we've recorded probably seven or eight of them now. And I mean, every episode is surprising and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. And uh, we bring you an excerpt of the conversation with Levi Lesko on today's episode. So I'm looking forward to that. Did everyone cry when you interviewed them or just some of us? Um, I will tell you, I don't know that every one of them has gotten to tears, but they've all gotten real, (laughs) you know, so... Um, yeah, so that's coming up later. I'm excited. But okay, but today is Black Friday, and normally I save little relevant news for the end. But like mm-hmm. I want y'all to know while you're standing in line right now at Best Buy like a chump, what you yeah. could be doing is on your phone, go over to our site, and we have some crazy deals going on for podcast fans. If you go to the relevant store, which is store.relevantmagazine.com, or you can just click the link there on our on our header, um, there's a special deal for podcast fans today on Black Friday. If you use promo code uh, podcast, you will get 25% off your order as well as free shipping. Uh, there's a lot of new podcast fan gear and branded stuff, magazines, all the other stuff we do um, there at the store. And today only for podcast fans, 25% off plus free shipping with promo code podcast. Go, go, yes. go do it. It's a good deal. Also, get, if you want to line, come on. Yeah. And, and if you uh, want to subscribe to relevant as well, there's a black Friday deal going on where you get uh, some bonus issues included, and you also get uh, 20% off at the store if you subscribe now uh, to today and Black Friday to to the magazine. So go check that out. You know, hey, we're jumping good in. Good stuff the, in there. Yeah, we're, we're jumping in with everybody else, you know, and doing deals on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Wait, which podcast shirt would you guys get if you were, were going to... I did. I bought one. Uh, I got one on the way. It's not here yet. But which one is... Which one Annie you requested the Beatles one with the yeah. names. The and and the, Annie, uh, uh, I have it. I have it. I need to send it to you. I, I have it. I mean, I'll be there in a week. So. That's why I'm kind of holding on to it. I was that one kind of strokes from. my ego a little bit. Like if I saw someone wearing that one around, I'd get a little... I didn't make that shirt, did I? No. Well, 
It's funny no. though. It says we can Andy reprise it. to the Beatles. We can reprise maybe. it. We can what? do a seasonal one with with Big Cat on there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Five years, six hundred shows. <laughs> Why would I? There's no reason. But people on Twitter don't seem to miss me when I'm not on the show, so it doesn't even matter. You just. Oh my gosh. You guys do your thing. Oh my. Tyler gosh. should definitely be on it. Oh Kevin's my gosh. <laughs> Uh, Behind every joke, there's an element of truth. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, that one was all from true. a real place. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was all true. Yeah. So it feels real. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. So moving the show along, it is time for our look back at what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for In Case You Missed It. In case you missed it, news hit this week. You know about Amazon doing their HQ2 yes. and yes. 3, I guess. Well, Amazon's New York City headquarters, and news came out this week that where they're going to plop it is axing plans uh, where they were going to build 1,500 affordable housing units. Uh, two housing sites on Long Island were originally planned for affordable housing and are instead going to be turned over to Jeff Bezos and Amazon for the company's new headquarters. The, the housing units would have provided 1,500 residences for low- and middle-income families, which is desperate needed in New York right now. Uh, New York Senator Michael uh, Giannaris said, uh, the fact that massive subsidies are helping eliminate affordable housing units is just the latest reason this bad deal needs to be torn up and thrown away. Amazon's arguing that the job creation brought on by the headquarters will do just as much work to tackle the uh, city's affordability crisis. I don't exactly hmm. understand that, but there you yeah. go. Sometimes the metaphor just kind of, it's it, it, like if, that, if somebody wrote a short story about a giant company moving to town and they took away all the affordable housing that was planned there, the, your like writing coach would send back like, eh, this is a little on the nose, man. This, this, <laughs> I don't think we can do like this. This, 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 literally, this literally is the plot to uh, break into Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. The, the, <laughs> the developer was going to take, they were going to build a big development in the uh, art center and they had to do a breakdancing thing to rally the community to uh, save it from the big evil developer coming into the neighborhood. Yeah, that's. Sweet. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Did you guys see that? You saw the SNL thing last oh, week I with, Steve, it. with Steve Carell. Carell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see it. I didn't know all that Trump versus Bezos stuff. I haven't paid attention to that as well as I should have. I guess. But I, I, I didn't that either. Was very interesting. Is, I thought is, that was a. So it was for people who didn't see it. It was a. They they did a pre-recorded skit on SNL in which Steve Carell as Jeff Bezos was setting up these new Amazon HQ2 offices in New York City and Washington, D.C. as kind of a, uh, a little dig at Donald Trump because they have very famously have a, have a rivalry. And, uh, and I feel like there was a little bit of fanfic going on there. I don't know how much Jeff Bezos actually thinks about the president, uh, other than the fact that we all kind of think about the president all the time now in this country. But I don't know if he's like, I don't know if the New York and Washington, D.C. headquarters were designed as a, like a, a little punked situation for the president that seems like a stretch oh well, i mean it, you know he bought the washington post and the washington post is you know one of the more critical newspapers covering this administration and so i think that's part of his ha- hatred and then obviously you know the fact that he's way more successful as a businessman than trump was yeah. um, <laughs> you know so there's he's two way more successful than anybody is as yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. literally <laughs> anybody um, line, donald trump we're all we're all jealous of jeff bezos right now <laughs> <laughs> hey, in case you missed it this week, uh, the six original Avengers wrote a tribute to Stan Lee. Uh, as you know, the comics legend died last week at age 95. Um, Stan was the creator of comic characters like Spider-Man, Black Panther, and the Fantastic Four. 
He was one of the key creative minds inside the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And in the wake of his passing, the original Avengers took out a full page ad in The Hollywood Reporter to commemorate his passing. Scarlett Johansson, Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Robert Downey Jr., Jeremy Renner, and Chris Evans wrote, We acknowledge his creative contribution, the thousands of men and women it has employed, and the millions that will continue to be entertained. And above all, his wit, grace, and humility. Stan, we love you. We will miss you. We're grateful to represent a small part of your amazing Legacy. I assume Tyler Huckabee, you have something to say. Yeah, go. Hug. I'm, I've been <laughs> dying right. to ask you in real right. life. I've just waited for the show. Right, Chandler, Chandler, just uh, just take a step back, man. We're going in, we're going unedited <laughs> oh, right on, now. Man. All right. This is you, you can you can go grab a cup of coffee. Well, I'm <laughs> some stuff off my chest. Right, wrap it up, nerd. You're running out of time with this <laughs> book take. Uh, <laughs> no, I I I, was, I had a question. I did this inspired a question. I'm just curious what you get because uh, listeners know I'm a big fan of comic books, and Stanley is an important part of that. Uh, his death, ninety five years is a good run. Yeah. Which uh, his celebrity death hit pretty hard. I was like emotionally moved by it. What's the what's the celebrity death that that like rocked you most when you heard about it? Well, I mean, for me, it was. Uh, I mean, I was young, but it was Kurt Cobain. Like even that was oh, my sure. oh, yeah. that was my favorite band. It, I was like definitely of the perfect age to be like sure. broken into the world of real music and real angst by Nirvana. And I like came home from school and watched Kurt Loder announce it on MTV News and was really really Turned shocked. Your world upside down. Yeah, I was very sad. Yeah. As an older person, I would say I, I was really sad about George Harrison dying. That one made me really oh, sad because yeah. I didn't music, know he's dead. He's dead. Uh, yeah, he died a couple years ago. Of cancer. I didn't know either. Um, the best my, for me, it was Biggie. In the mid nineties, yeah. yeah, yeah, probably the same. You were at this. You were at the right age for it. Yeah, um, for me it was Steve Irwin, the Crocodile Hunter. <laughs> no kidding, I was really? so sad. I loved him, and I just thought he would. And I'd always wanted to go to Australia and go to the zoo. And yeah, I thought he was awesome. I, he was. I just loved it. Yeah, I thought he was awesome. It made me really, really sad. Family, Steve Irwin, Kurt Cobain. Biggie, Take me or leave me. You Stanley. either get all of Annie or none of Annie, you guys. Irwin was gone. Irwin went before his time. That That's was kind of hard. That's it. He yeah. went, it was, like, it it wasn't went. that he... All of the... all. I mean, I guess not George Harrison, but... Annie, you have tears in your eyes. I, I do can not. <laughs> this is you my can. face. Oh, okay. Cameron, yeah. you see me with tears in my eyes. This isn't tears in my eyes, I promise. Yeah. But it Chandler, was really sad Chandler, for you, which, uh, which celebrity death was the hardest? Maybe like Michael Jackson or Prince or something like that. It was just when it's really unexpected. Yeah, I think that's the that's what kind of like Stanley's been around for almost a hundred years. It was so far as it can be time for someone to go. It was time. Um, hey, in case you missed it, this week a report came out that says young people are having less sex, but there may be a dark side to that. Uh, an Atlantic feature reported that high schoolers who say they've had sex has gone from fifty four percent in nineteen ninety one to just forty percent today. It coincides with a steady decline in teen pregnancy as well. Some experts point to the statistics as being a result of increased internet access and usage among young people, a group with uh, which other data tells us is more isolated and lonely than any other generation. To put it another way, the trend might be happening because young people don't know how to navigate intimate relationships in any sense of the word. Yeah. It's interesting. I read this study too, and it is. I think it is really interesting how much it holds for both married couples and unmarried couples. 
So while it would be very easy for for Christian leaders to cheer the declining uh, sex rate among young people, and there is a like you know a declining teen pregnancy rate is an objectively good thing. Right. Um, the fact that a, a lot of it it isn't happening because of some newfound sexual ethic or mores among Generation Z. Right. It's also just because of a of an increasing fear of intimacy, and I think some of the study pointed out. Uh, we're just addicted to our phones and we'd rather be looking at uh, Facebook and Twitter than, than uh, having sex. So even people who are, who are married and in committed relationships. Well, well teens aren't uh, looking at Facebook. Facebook is dead. That's true. Yeah. Vines or, or, Vines. or I don't know. Musically. Pokemon Go. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Pokemon Go now. <laughs> it's an interesting one. And lastly, this one's interesting. In case you missed it, um, this week, uh, the Hasbro company announced that they are releasing Monopoly for Millennials. Uh, how it's different. Oh, it says in the game is Ugh. instead of normal monopoly, players pay for experiences instead of property because in the game's own words, you can't afford real estate anyway. The cover of the game shows Mr. Monopoly. Hey. The cover of the game shows Mr. Monopoly holding a cup of coffee and taking a selfie. Uh, game pieces oh, wow. include a camera, a pair of sunglasses, and a hashtag. And quote unquote properties slash experiences now include things like thrift shop, vegan bistro, and Stop friend's it. couch. Now yeah, I, I, am, I am just tired of this. You know, like I get, I get the joke. <laughs> yeah. The Pinnacle yeah. Park Place is now a three day music festival. So there you go. Here, here is I, I just this this opens up a broader just thing that makes me nuts, and I'm so tired of because technically I'm what by some measure I'm a millennial, depending on who you believe. But like, but in all reality, <laughs> by I am all definitely measures, not. you're a millennial. I'm, yeah. I'm not 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 the ones that are backed by data because being born in the year 1980 puts you right in a funny window that some people yeah. say millennial starts at 81. But let's say I am like I'm definitely not in terms of the way I've lived my life. But this is the most maligned generation of marketing it's like ever i just don't understand why there is just the constant dogging of millennials because i work with basically only millennials and they do they're great people and they do fine work and music festivals are fun and also it's really hard to buy property and to own real estate right i don't know that monopoly's dogging them they're kind of celebrating the different value system saying i don't need to own 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 and make money it's about experiences and relationships millennials playing board games can we start there (laughs) community why not so they're so fun not for lack of effort do you really feel that way this is a hot take because i Hate board games. Really, I think, I think if, the, if it's the right one, it's not like a general. I like them all, but if it's the right board game, I have a good time with it. What do you hate no. about it, Manny? What's I just the, have. There's one the group of friends of ours that kind of like once uh, the last bite friends. of food has been eaten or the last sip of wine has been drunk, they're like, "What are we gonna play?" And I'm like, "No, we're still talking. We're still here." Oh. I just don't think they're. Fun. I don't think, and I get y'all. This will not surprise any of you because you know me very well. I get so competitive. <laughs> And I hate the way it makes me feel. And, and so we, I lost it gestures last week. And I was like, you know what? I, I need to go home anyway. I'm tired. I'm not doing another round of this. So you I'm hate out. board games because in a sense, you feel like you, like you love them too much. Like yeah, I love them you too need much. To, you I love need them to win much. them. Yeah, that's so it's right. just easier to abstinence is easier. Just like, yeah, I'm not going right. to play. Otherwise right. it, it's going to go downhill. That's All or right. nothing. All or nothing. Yeah. 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 I, I just don't, it just, it isn't fun when people get competitive. Uh, yeah, I just don't. When I get competitive, just don't like them. So this whole thing, you lost me on. On uh, there's a new board game. I'm like, that deuces, not doing any of that. Really? 
That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't really I mean, play. I will. Like if we're all eating dinner together, right? It, it sometime and the thing y'all want to do is that I'm, I'll, I'll do it. I'm not going to leave. I, I'm li- literally not going to leave over it, except once I'm tired. See, then I am going to leave. I, I like a if it's the right board game. I like. I don't like one that's so strategic that nobody can hang. Like you're just. Sometimes I feel that way about like a Settlers of Catan, which is a really fun game, but it's so intense that people sort of sometimes like don't talk. I like the board game that's right in between that. You know, somewhere in the evening, everybody can get around a table and you're still like laughing and telling jokes and being silly. But at the same time, you mm-hmm. kind of have you kind of have something to do. And it's sort of like it, it fills in those in between moments where you're all just like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we I all think just we like, can all agree, though, <laughs> yeah. that Monopoly is not that game. Monopoly requires Monopoly isn't like context. Monopoly is no. the evening now. Well, yeah, it's yeah. not the evening. It's the whole day. You setting it yeah. up. Oh, yeah. Same with the life. First three life hours. is the same. You're like, this is such Fighting a long rules fighting over rule differentiation someone's gonna bust it out over christmas someone's probably gonna bust out the millennial monopoly because they heard about it on this podcast and they're like hey tyler we heard we're listening to your you and your friends (laughs) little podcast thing you do we bought it sound like a good time now let's start getting it set up that'll take the first half of your christmas vacation yeah yeah. <laughs> puzzle versus board games. Because I'm going to do a puzzle all day long. Are you all into that? I would never. I hate puzzles more than I can even yeah, tell Yeah, I don't you. like puzzles very much. A house what? divided. I, I, I hate them. And I don't even <gasps> like that word. I'm not even allowed to use that word, but I hate them. <laughs> it's like a word we don't use in the house. I'm not. At the holidays, my my extended family will always get a puzzle going. Uh, and yeah. They're really but they're, into but, it. But they're really into it. But it's they just great. sit there quietly and don't talk. I know. You know? Oh, see, that's and, the thing. We sit around and talk while we're puzzling. No. But there's no like there's not a lot of strategy to it. And you're like, oh, cool. I just made a big version of the picture that was sitting right in front of me the whole time. <laughs> I guess if there was like a mystery puzzle and I'm like, what am I putting together? Oh, look at that. It's Washington crossing the Potomac or something cool. But like generally, <laughs> it's just like neat. I made that thing that's right there, except I had it's just like a to do list. All puzzles are just a to-do list. Just like, yeah, <laughs> just keep moving along. There, there's I'm no strategy. The idea of a mystery yeah, yeah. puzzle. Just, did your eyes land on the piece or not? And it's like, yeah. that. that's what's frustrating to me is like yeah, any like, game. There's no way to be good at it. Right. right. There's no, right. Yeah. There's no, you can't get better. I right. mean, at least if you're playing Sudoku or Free Cell or there's something, skill, there's, you, know. there, you can learn some things that'll help you get better and better. But yep. puzzles are just kind of like, cool. The pieces fell where my eyes landed on them. There you go. It's like, yeah, matching colors. Grinch times four, you guys. And the real exciting moments are somebody like, oh, I found an edge. Oh, cool. I found a corner. You're like, you're just matching colors and shapes. What are you trying? I've got a a pitch. I'm on Kickstarter right now. I'm putting this together. If any enterprising listeners want to join in, the link will be up. We'll put it in the show notes for this podcast in which we make a new puzzle uh, it'll be a bit it'll be a big jigsaw puzzle thousand pieces okay. mm-hmm. in okay. which if you try to put the wrong pieces together there's a little shock just a little not it's not deadly you're not going to die but it'll hurt it'll be you'll need medical attention and, it, <laughs> and, and it'll it'll shock you so then you're going to be forced to get actually better at putting puzzles together. You're going to have to make sure you know what you're looking for. And also there is no picture on the bus. So you don't know what you're trying to build the entire know. time. And you get shocked every time you miss. If we're going to have, if puzzles are going to continue to be part of the society, we need to improve the game playing experience. How Jesse honoring of you to come up with such an insane idea. Yeah. There <laughs> needs to good they're idea. Just, there just has to be some strategy to puzzles. If there was some strategy, well, then there there's something yes, fun to there it. there is a strategy. You put the edges together oh, and I then found, you put the I middle together. A, I found an edge. 
Uh, look, <laughs> straight. It's straight. Strategy. That's not strategy. Strategy is figuring out when to buy a hotel versus when to buy an apartment, where to put no. it because of where it's going to land. If you can handle the rent on it, that's strategy. Finding no. a cu- finding blue. Oh, blue. Oh, look, blue. <laughs> oh, look, blue. Blue, blue, blue. Merry Christmas. No, bl- blue. no not that blue. Blue with a little bit of the yeah. white because of the edge oh, of the yeah. cloud. No, a little oh, blue. bit of. Yeah. Oh, that's blue. No, that's too blue. <laughs> is this is this sky blue or water blue? Because it's oh, always got to yeah. be some picture of like oh, yeah, a fox. Oh, yeah, sky blue or water blue. You're exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's that really one's funny. a reflection, not a cloud. Hey, that's hey, hey, you guys, you guys, you guys. Found a corner. <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> Found a corner. I have something that might be a light on a brick wall. I can't tell though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when we're we should we should make a relevant podcast puzzle mm-hmm. of one of those pictures of us. We just spent the past twenty minutes talking about how much we hate puzzles. I think now is not no, a great just, time to get into the did. puzzle industry. <laughs> to then try to sell them a puzzle would feel pretty disingenuous. Like we can Speaking make them puzzles. Yeah. We Black Friday, <laughs> this day only, with the, with the relevant podcast code, podcast. Fine, I'll just make it. I'll make it and put it together at my own house. Happy Black Friday. Annie's going to be the only one who gets a relevant puzzle, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for In Case You Missed It. Stay tuned. Up next, Levi Lesko joins us. Listening to Shame. The song is well, obviously Feliz Navidad. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Run DMC with the classic Christmas in Hollis. Uh, picking up on a trend, <laughs> we're going to be playing Christmas music, folks. Well, today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Creating a site with Squarespace is easy. They have a simple, intuitive process where you can add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse. I literally just set up a Squarespace site for a friend this weekend. Uh, Squarespace makes adding a domain to your site simple. If you sign up for a year, you'll receive a custom domain for free. And they have beautiful templates, even seamless commerce tools if you want to sell stuff and amazing customer support. Right now, uh, Squarespace is giving Relevant Podcast listeners a special deal. You can head over to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Do it. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. I like how you just casually said, I built a website for a friend this weekend. I did. It took That's like how Squarespaces. You can casually say, I built a website for a friend. Whereas normally it would have been like, I casually spent $15,000 on a web developer <laughs> who built a website for a friend over the course of three months and multiple revisions. Or you can say, Squarespace. Yeah. It was Look like an hour on Sunday night. And it, I used promo code relevant to save 10% too. So yeah, I love it. Dude, I did. I've used it. I love it. Levi Lusco is lead pastor of Fresh Life Church uh, in Montana. Well, they actually have a lot of locations and the author of a number of books. His newest one is called I Declare War. He is the debut guest on our brand new podcast, Unedited with Cameron Strang. It's really weird that the full name has my name in it. 
uh, unedited is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> and uh, we sat down with uh, Levi and what you hear in that first episode is the completely uncut conversation. That's what the show is going to be. It's going to be uh, the opportunity to sit down with these thought leaders, uh, pastors, creatives, innovators, and you're going to hear the entire unfiltered conversation. It's, um, you know, something that people have been asking for, to be honest. I mean, here on this show, you've heard six or eight minute clips of these great conversations for years. But now we wanted to bring you the full thing. So here on this show, we are going to give you the eight minute clip. Go listen to the full conversation on the debut episode of Unedited. It's available at iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. Here is part of my conversation with Levi Lusco. If you're just a pastor in a 13,000 person city in in Montana, you're kind of isolated and off the grid, but you're kind of like in the brat pack of like Carl and Judah and Rich and Chad, and you are like on the stage of Harvest Crusade and you're on the stage of all these tours and you're a a nationally known speaker and author. Uh, How did that happen? Oh man, one day at a time, I guess. Really? Um, that Did you ever aspire to that? Were you like trying to like? So no, I don't. I've, I've never really tried to do anything other than. I mean, you want to. You want your message to get to as many people as you can. Yeah. So I mean, there's not like a, not a thought about reach, but I think. But you wouldn't be in Whitefish, Montana. If you it's were not thinking. a great street strategic <laughs> place to do what we're doing from. Simply from a flight perspective. I know. So I was thinking yeah. you got to fly two outbound flights a day. You know, I mean. Then the summer it picks up. We're having a big summer. We got nonstops to San Francisco, Atlanta, Chicago. Summer's crazy. And then wintertime, it dries up, and you can basically get to Denver, Salt Lake, Seattle. Uh, and then you got to connect everywhere. So wow. a, lot, a lot of early mornings and a lot of planes that you're sitting on while they de-ice. Yeah. And the other bad thing is that in the wintertime, the planes go to the small single cabin flights, so you can't even get an upgrade. You're just sitting there in this like tiny seat. Some of the flights, they don't recline. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know the Apostle Paul would be like, really, you're going to complain about this? <laughs> but it's a struggle. Oh, it is yeah. especially with so much of your life is on the road. Sure. I mean, like, but, but so like, how, how do you juggle that? How do you juggle the national ministry versus the yeah. local? Well, it's funny what you just said. Uh, I love Bob Goff. I've never met him. Uh, he's someone else uh, that we've interacted on. The, we've texted and stuff, but we've never met. What you just said he told you to do has been pretty much the exact opposite of what we've been trying to do lately, saying yes to everything. Only because we've we've had years like that where we said yes to every request, yes to every tour, yes to everything, and it became it becomes really challenging to build what you're trying to build at home and juggle what you're doing on the road. Because uh, um, for us, my dad taught me when I was a little kid: if someone asks you to speak at a Bible study of three people, go do it. You know, he was an assistant pastor at a church and uh, has always been involved in Christian radio, which is why I'm in Orlando speaking to the broadcasters tomorrow. Oh, really? Uh, yep. So, um, so I, I, when I was a youth pastor, it was like, if I got asked to, the funniest speaking engagement I've ever had was I got asked, would you speak to a Chinese Christian church on parenting? I was not a parent and I've been a youth pastor for like a year. So what did I know about parenting? You know, I barely survived childhood, 
But I said yes. And I looked up biblical principles on parenting and tried my best. I had to take my shoes off because they all took their shoes off at the door of this Chinese Christian church. And so barefoot, I stood there and talked about parenting. So that was kind of my mentality. And just walk through whatever opportunity. I'm not good at networking. Someone asked me the other day, it's like, hey, if I want to do what you're doing, how do I network? I'm like, I'm an anti-networker. Yeah, I'm the same way. That's why we've never met. So green rooms, uh, like I'm not that guy like, hey, you booked me to speak at your event. You know what I mean? I'm not on LinkedIn or whatever you do to do that. So I don't have that hustle bone in my body. But what I've always tried to do is just any opportunity God opens for me that I'm now that I feel, I would add that I feel called to be at. um, I'm going to go with all my heart and try and bless the people that I'm there for. How do you juggle the the family and the church and and maintaining? I you probably don't care about maintaining your national platform, but your publisher does. You sure. know, like like how do you juggle all that, man? I Imperfectly mean, this, would be the best answer. Yeah. Um, my wife and I, uh, and I wish you could meet Jenny. She is um, amazing at helping me understand the pulse of our home. So we have on our wall the whole calendar, and any opportunity we, we get, we pray at and look at the whole year. And I, what I found was, you can, and Pastor Stephen Furtick taught me this, don't ever just look at your Google calendar when you're making a decision, because you only look at that month, but you don't see the context. Hmm. So when you look at on the wall the entire, all t- the next 12, so right now it'll, it'll say September through, uh, whatever that be, August next year, and, and you, you, you make the decisions a year out looking at that, hmm. and then you just give the best yes, you know? So family days, uh, vacations, our camping trip we do as alien as a family, those date nights, getaways, those are set in stone and those yeses go before, then fresh life's yeses, and then after that it's uh, other opportunities. I, uh, I learned the hard way of like spreading myself too thin and not having the boundaries on work and home. Yep. And like, I, I, don't, I don't speak or travel as much as you do, but like, you know, for me juggling relevant and then juggling being a good dad yep. and you know, like after six, I, I don't check work emails. I'm, I'm totally. a thousand percent family. Because well, otherwise, you, the version of you that gets to the event is not a, is not what, what you know you would want to send. Mm-hmm. So when you can say, you know, when you end up doing too many things, then you get there and you're like frustrated. You're there, and meanwhile, you know, you're getting emails from home telling you that the fires are burning and the the, the, the villagers are surrounding the you know the castle trying to get you out. And so I think it just creates more stress than you need. So you're you you said you're saying no a lot more now? Yeah, just, uh, we're at a season right now where I'm really trying to focus on building our house, our, our, our church house, and really trying to be present. And you, know, you, you can FaceTime in to some stuff, you can call in some stuff, but there's not a substitute for bumping into people in the halls and for having those conversations that happen organically, uh, walking from your car to the building. I mean, that, that, and so we're, we're just really in a season where we're really trying to give concentrated effort to Fresh Life. I, I've, I've noticed like, you know, I'm not a pastor, and but like watching from afar, our friends like you know Carl Lentz. You know, they he and Joel built Hillsong New York, and I just remember those earliest days. It was like he's there every service. He's preaching seven times a weekend sometimes as it was growing, and it was very focused on Hillsong New York. And then because of the success of that, he got pulled out yep. into the national, and 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 it's almost like my perception was like he was like less connected with the the local the local house they were building and then and it's almost like then the course correction yeah and it sounds like that's what's happening with you too and, and like i and then like chad veach who launched in zoe in california it was like he was kind of national 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 and then when they planted i mean he was just like there. yeah buckle down 100%. well we're 12 years in you know so yeah. th- this we're 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 at 
where our pendulum has swung every way it can swing. And, you know, so I've, I feel like we're, we're in a season right now where we're making decisions um, more carefully than we have in previous seasons. Yeah. How's, how's the church going? I know you guys are multi-site. Yeah. Is it, is it video like, like life church model? Would you, yeah. I would say more than any others, uh, how, what you experience on a weekend is probably pattern after life church um, in that, it, in the way we use video. Um, although we, we do a three screen setup like North point to where we use the center screen is life size. Uh, that's oh, a, really? a big difference. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you, like, I don't know, again, I don't know church ministry at all, but like, do you guys look at what each other's doing and like go, oh, I like that. Let me, let's do that. Do you, For sure. Do you yeah. really? Well, I think, I think there can be kind of like an elitist arrogance that would cause you to not want to do that. Sure. Like, oh, I don't want to be that. Like, I'm not the guy. I, we just say like, hey, look, if we're going to steal, let's steal from the best, you yeah. know? So, I mean, we totally do that. If we go, if I go speak at a church and there's something I think the need to be original can could actually rob you from doing something that's great. How so? So if someone is doing something that's genuinely innovative and groundbreaking, right. but you have this like need to be like, no, no, no we, we only do things that are our own idea. For example, um, one of our worship leaders said, you know, we, we should sing more of our songs and less of Hillsong songs. And we do sing some originals and we do sing a lot of Hillsong songs and Elevation songs and Jesus culture. And I said, look, I'd be the happiest person in the world to if do one of our songs, song four. <laughs> Let's write Cornerstone or Oceans yeah. or So Will I, right. and then we'll put it in song four. In the meantime, we'll do our song two. And then right before the, you know, we, we get going, let's, we're going to sing the, we're going to put the best song in and it doesn't matter whose it is, you know, there shouldn't be nepotism for ideas. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I, uh, I it's just interesting to see. Oh, so you're 12 years in, you're going multi-site. And it's still, I mean, it's Wyoming, it's Montana, it's, but it's still mainly like a lot of small towns. Is there, do you feel called to like the rural and smaller? I mean, cause I, you know, the guy like, like Carl, he was in Virginia beach. Yep. He felt called to New York, you know, yep. like, it's like, it's almost like that's the main stage. That's where we can influence culture, that kind of thing. And you're kind of spreading out into the areas where like, you know, nobody else is. It so, seems like. yeah, I mean, we feel we've, we, when we got to five years, uh, we, we, that was our commitment to God. We said, we'll give you five years in Montana. Like, if it's not working, we're not just going to continue to beat. You know, even Paul had the sense to say, hey, maybe we should go to Europe, you know? So at the five-year mark, we had seen 3,000 commitments to Christ. And that was that kind of symbolic number because of what had happened on the day of Pentecost. And so my wife and I, like, like literally, like, at the five-year birthday, we had our 3,000th commitment to Christ. Wow. And we were like, ah, that's crazy. So obviously God's in it. And we're not going to, you know— Go, go somewhere else. And uh, at that point, our goal became, let's get a, a church in every significant population center inside the state of Montana, which we have now. Um, Helena, Bozeman, Billings, uh, Polson, Great Falls, Missoula, and Whitefish and Kalispell. And so you're sticking with the pretty parts of the state. Well, well, well Butte, we're in Butte, we're in Great Falls. I mean, there's, there's parts of the state that are not as um, highly sought after by the tourists, <laughs> we shall say. I mean, what do you know of Butte, Montana? I mean, nothing. I mean, li- I mean, I've literally been to Billings and down to the big, uh, you know, uh, Crow Reservation, yep. to an hour south. That's literally right, right, my right. experience in Montana. Other than uh, family vacation one time, I think we we're going to Yellowstone. We kind of clipped the corner or something. Yeah, like, it's, on that side of the it's state, a great it's totally state. different. Yeah, yeah. and it's then huge. but now we're also in Salt Lake City, and yeah. then we took over a church in Portland, Oregon, oh, and cool. then uh, we're also in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Do you, do you visit those? Do you preach there ever live? So I, I'm not, I never preach anywhere live except for our broadcast campus. Uh, if I go to a church, um, I'll just attend and sit in and hang out and meet people and, and just let the, vi- we just, yeah, I feel, 
what Pastor Craig taught us was that you kind of devalue the video and you devalue the campus pastor if you get there and you're like, now I'm here, let's let's show you what it's really all about, you know? No way. That's interesting. And I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And our campus pastors do preach as well. What do you what do you say to the the critics of the video model? The saying it's, it shouldn't be about one, why don't you raise up other sure. speakers and campus pastors? Well, we do both. Yeah. I mean, so this last weekend, uh, Labor Day weekend, every every church had live preaching on the platform. And so we are raising up on, on one Sunday. We got to have 12 people get a crack at a, a sermon, but not having to handle, you know, the whole church where they could just preach to their local congregation. So um, I don't say a lot to the critics, though. I mean, that's not my I'm not called to convince people who don't agree with me. Um, but I I'd also would say it's, it's working and we're seeing people come to Christ. And so you don't you don't uh, have a response to the critics. How do you handle criticism? Like, I try. I try with. A, not get hurt by it. <laughs> That's the. How do you not get hurt by it? Like, this is why I can never be a pastor. Like, if, not, well, because I'm not skilled. But other than that, if I was up there preaching and a family left the church, I would think it's because I oh, wasn't it's good hard. enough. hard. That's so hard. Like, how do you handle that? I, I handle it terribly every time. I don't like any, I'm genuinely, I told my wife this, I'm genuinely surprised every time someone leaves, every time someone walks away. Uh, because we're, 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 we're so, you know, pour, you're pouring your life out into something to have anyone quit and walk away. It's always like, how, it, it, it catches me off guard every time and it hurts every time. And the criticism every time challenges you. That was Levi Lesko. Make sure to catch our entire conversation on the debut episode of Unedited with Cameron Strang. It uh, debuts Monday. Go check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the youth die gay. From now on, our troubles will be Listening to Lauren Daigle. Song is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Okay, it is time for your feedback. Well, last week on the show, uh, we got talking about the holidays, the holiday seasons. And for the question of the week, we asked you, what are some of the uh, more awkward family dinner uh, Thanksgiving stories that you guys have? You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and you posted also on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Although I will say 98% of the comments are just, yay, Eddie's back. <laughs> That's been 98% of my be. comments this week too. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure to buy my shirt. <laughs> a seasonal Eddie, Eddie, or Eddie, Eddie shirt. I'm putting, we're put, we put a big, we put a shirt up in the, in the store. It's just a, it's just a large feline. On a, on a shirt. <laughs> oh, just a large, large cat. So we, we ask you guys to hit us up uh, on Twitter at Roland Podcast and the podcast episode page at RollMagazine.com. Unfortunately, all you guys did was tell us 
Yay, Eddie's back. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> I understand it. Well, I mean, and to, you know, you know, they probably today have, have some fresh stories to share, but uh, yeah, it's uh, a little, and and I would say the general consensus about me is going to shift because right now it's like, (laughs) Oh, look at that. This is fun. And then after a while it's been like, Oh, that's, that's what it was like. We remember before. Yeah. This is not fun. (laughs) We need him out of here. No, but I appreciate no. it. It felt nice oh, the first week, and I hold on to that. Eddie, the theater of the minds. I do really appreciate that you've set your microphone up at your new house in Gainesville. When did you move? Maybe three months ago, four months ago. Yeah, I like because there's still unpacked boxes behind you. Oh no, that's the box that I take with me when I have to go to IGM speaking stuff. So it's never unpacked. It's, it's a travel just box. A, it's a yes, a travel box. But no, we are fully unpacked. I was going to say, man, don't I need you, you to... Don't you dare. If it was just was me, was if, it was, if it was just me, we would be unpacked. But uh, Brian Koffeltz is hardcore. And we, <laughs> she is efficient. And I appreciate about that. And she is what has helped me be the real adult that I should be. Because if not, it would still be... I would There would be no microphone. I'd be wearing very dirty clothing. It would be the children. They'd be terrible, you know. <laughs> Thank God for Brian. <laughs> what would we do with that? The children, they'd be terrible. The children, they'd be terrible. <laughs> are you all going to be? Ho- are you hosting Christmas this year? Are people coming over to the to the new Coffle's home? No, 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 no. We're out of here. We are okay. all. We are going elsewhere for Thanksgiving. Elsewhere for Christmas. Because who's coming to Gainesville? We now live close to nobody. <laughs> Right, oh, yeah, like, like, that I know where Gainesville is on a map of Florida. I was not uh, admit that y'all. Hour, hour and a half away from Orlando. It's an hour Which and a half away like, from North. North it's, it's an hour and a half away from Tampa. It's an hour and a half away from Jacksonville. It's in the middle of nowhere. It is and truly middle. It is. A, it's, drive, it's crazy because it's like there's a big college here and it's a big college town, but then like mm-hmm. twenty feet outside of that college town, it is just woods real country real florida <laughs> no joke stuff you hear in the newspaper about florida reading the newspaper about florida that's it's gonna happen around here yeah Lat- alachua county yeah it's uh, deep florida. oh what alachua yeah oh yeah that's right okay you're, just you're, saying you're, it you understand you're in the middle of nowhere you're driving along i-75 going north you know, like nothing 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 and then Ocala all of a sudden National. you're going across this thing that looks like a dried lake bed yes right yes like you're Uh driving you know there's a there's a tree line it's very very large i mean tree line on the perimeter of this thing and it was actually a lake back in the day a large large lake where a sinkhole opened up and it drained so rapidly the lake drained so rapidly that i that a ship that boats got caught in the middle of the lake and mm. so it was like legend that in the middle of this, you know, dried lake bed, there were just kind of boats sitting there. And uh, now you drive across it, going to Lake Gainesville. That's how you know you're almost to Gainesville. Yeah. It's like there's the weird dry Y'all lake. understand you make my Georgia versus Florida joke so easy when you tell stories like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just make it, you just, it's like a platter. But it's like just as a kid, like I would always be freaked out that we were driving on this thing because it's like, but the ground opened up and swallowed the lake. Like yeah. that's like, mm-hmm. as a kid, you're like, Wait, that can happen? The cool thing is, though, is you can go out to the middle of that reserve and there's like a big boardwalk and you can see like wild horses running around and stuff. It's become this really cool what? nature area. Yeah, it's like wild. Okay. Like, yeah, pretty neat. So it's pretty see, cool. See, that's an upgrade to Gainesville. You should just go there a lot more, maybe. Yeah, and they have good pizza here. So, you know, we're going to make it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it's not Georgia. 
Like, have you ever smelled that place? Okay. Respectfully to George, people who live in Georgia, it is a terrible, stinky state. Respectfully, I grew up there and it's only the bottom half that smells terrible. And, but that's the other thing. The yes. same road trip as a kid, you yep. know yeah. when you hit Georgia because of the poop smell. Like, like, it's the, my mom yeah. would say it's the paper mills. Yes. Be, you know, and I'm going, that just smells like poop factories. I don't know. <laughs> Georgia. I smell paper. They're making Georgia no paper. Smells like. I know what paper smells like, Mom. <laughs> that smells like That poop. is an interesting thing about paper factories, isn't it? Because that doesn't smell anything like paper. No. It's no. terrible. It smells like Yeah, Georgia. that's more South Georgia. Once you hit Macon, once you come above the Nat line, you're going to have a real different experience. What's a Nat line? The Nat line. That's the, that's, that you can't is define a something by saying it again. What is yeah. the Nat line? <laughs> the Nat line. Oh, it's the Nat is line. It, is, it that, <laughs> is it below this point in the map? Like there's just a bunch of gnats in the air yes, and then above it, there's exactly no right. gnats? Oh. From Macon down is the, is below the Nat line. So no you're going to be, you're going to be outside covered in gnats nine months out of the year. Oh, not that we're Macon, playing. Yeah, not that we're playing line. state for state here, but like, you know, that like in South Florida, there's like Miami and beaches. There's like no Nat line anywhere. It's just like a lovely <laughs> state. <laughs> Like we don't have a nine. No, no, no. The difference is y'all have gnats everywhere. Our gnats stop at Macon and they don't make it up to Nashville. I don't think you've been to Florida, but I I'm just telling y'all the gnat line is a real thing. Mm-hmm. When you drive past the gnat line, the smell changes. Are they connected? I can't be sure, but there's way less gnats at north of Macon. Well, you've sold no one. <laughs> I've alienated every friend and half of my family, but I have not create, change, created any change in the world for good today. So no, well done, no. Annie. Yeah. I've heard of the Florida Georgia line, but they're here in Nashville. They're also kind of a problem. It's, <laughs> it's, yes. That's good. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, hey, uh, so you guys didn't really send in any feedback uh, answering our questions last week. You, you inundated us with feedback we didn't ask for. <laughs> Keep it to yourself, as yeah. Cameron always says. No, Just we're glad that you shared with us. You're happy Eddie's back. We're happy yeah. Eddie's back, too. We missed him. Um, okay, now it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Well, today's uh, Black Friday. So we want to know your craziest Black Friday stories. Whether Maybe you got like $5,000 worth of stuff for $6. Or maybe you stood in line and got the free TV or you saw Do y'all ever do that? Fights. Do any of y'all ever do the middle of the night shopping? I've never. Never. I've never yeah. Is that a thing anymore though? Because now everything's 6 p.m. on yeah. th- Thanksgiving. Yeah, I just did Black Friday shopping today. I went on Gap and bought, <laughs> bought myself some of my That's favorite true. new they pants. Have, they have expanded it. It's kind Man, of turning those, into Black November. Well, it's, those those yeah. middle of the night, uh, listen, we had a crew when I lived in Georgia, back at, above the Nat line. When I lived there, we had a crew every year that went, at, that like did the midnight standing in line at Target, 2 a.m., standing in line at Gap. I mean, it was, it's, it's pretty fun. I never saw anybody trample, luckily. Yeah, just, but I sure made a beeline in Target for some things I wanted. My dad still tells the story of uh, taking Chandler. Yeah, when I was like, Teenage Chandler like to the or to the five a.m. Coles deal, and they got uh, elf hats. They got free. elf hats for free because they were at Coles in North Georgia. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yeah, of all the stores, that's the only time well, I think I've ever done the Black Friday thing. Is yeah, I just don't get it. Is there something so like? Don't we? <laughs> this is going to sound terrible, but I'd rather pay fifty, one hundred more dollars just for the TV. 
just to buy it online and have it delivered to me at 10 o'clock. Well, is it, it must be we, nice to be rich. Must yeah, be I, nice I guess to it be is rich. really nice. It is awesome. Yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of it is people. Well, I mean, I think there's the crowd that goes because they literally are trying to hit a budget. But in the olden days, as well, olden days, five years ago, I mean, the people who wanted a particular toy or a particular thing stood in line because they were going to run out. And so yeah. you went in the middle of the night because everyone wanted yeah. Tickle Me Elmo or yeah. whatever kind of weird toy was coming out, right? True. Yeah. And there are sometimes where if you don't like your budget just demands that you go to a Black Friday sale. If you, if your kids need Christmas bread, you're, you're not going to find a more like a, a better bargain for buying Christmas presents all year long than going to Black Friday or you wouldn't at least a couple but of years I'm ago. I'm glad though. I mean, there's, there is a shift though, obviously. I mean, like retailers, I mean, glad and not, I'm glad and not glad about this. I mean, the, you know, they're going into Thursday. I hate I, I, that. Well, I'm glad that, you know, it's not forcing people to get up at 4 a.m., 3 a.m., 2 a.m. to get yeah. a deal. Now they can just no. like eat Thanksgiving dinner and then go shopping. No, but you're it also stinks that it's, you know, encroached on a holiday. You know, yes. But. Let them get up in the middle of the night. You don't need to don't make pe- because the truth is, it's not just the consumers who it's are ha- who are getting to go shopping at 6 p.m. on Thursday. It's the employees who now go to work on one of the like two holidays that people are guaranteed not well, to have to work. Well, hold on. Yeah, the holidays I'm, I'm, may be a really you. tough time for some people. And so like getting to not have to sit home alone and be lonely is a good thing. And yeah, they time get time and, and a half. half. Yeah, exactly. You know, so maybe some people will look forward to being able to make extra money and not have to deal with family issues. You know? <laughs> or or just make Spoken extra money. It's a true Enneagram 7. <laughs> but, but, but it is true. I don't know that it's all. A, but, you know, REI, I, bought, I brought this as a slice years ago. REI does that go outside day. They cl- yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't they like yeah. close? Yeah, they I close on Black Friday. Friday. Yeah. It's such great marketing, obviously, but they close the day after, which I, I'm like, well, look at you guys. Probably end up making a zillion more dollars because of that brilliant marketing. But it is got to be nice for the REI employees. Yeah. And REI isn't really known as a discount shop, so they aren't going right. to play the Black Friday right. discount game. So we right. might as well just shut, shut our doors. Yeah, there's you know? no REI in North Georgia. Okay, so I need some of our friends to like give us their stories of why it went really well that they did the Black Friday shopping. Well, so I'm telling you, 17-year-old Chandler got the free elf hat at Kohl's yeah. in North Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> he still <laughs> wears it to this day. <laughs> my dad. More than that. He got well, some time my dad, with dad actually does still wear it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Steve Strang still wear, does wear that oh, same free still has That's a quality. It was a quality, quality elf hat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, eat my, I, I was making later. a joke. Nope. Still That's waiting so. for the day when Steve Strang's on the show. Still so got my fingers crossed he. about that. Oh, so that, is he. That is the unedited we're waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> you can interview all your who knows what's and pastor whoever. We want Steve Strang. We want Steve Strang. Question Two hours one. unedited. Let's yeah. get it all out. He's wearing his elf hat. Yeah, we really, I, I'm, I'm excited about these stories because I love a good sale. I love a person doing something stupid to get something for cheap. I'm like so into this. You yeah, couldn't cl- be more clearly Georgian if you tried. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you I know, love right? someone showing up to Walmart at 3 a.m. I love it. <laughs> you know what? Love it. It. Give me bold peanuts. The one and I'm bad done. thing about Black Friday, it was I was, I live below the nat line. So we were like, <laughs> yeah. in line, all covered in nat. Head to toe, just head to toe. It's painful. <laughs> it's painful. Y'all, in your southern accents, I haven't heard either of y'all do that. I kind of like it. I like it. Head. <laughs> 
two, toe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm moving above the net line for Christmas this year. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, across, all of my cross, Cameron, you'd move above. You got to at least use the right vernacular. You'd above move above or below. The net above. line. All those city folk above the net line. That's right. That's right. They don't even know Georgia, real Georgia. I'm going to Coles. <laughs> I mean, that is true. When you told me a Coles story from yeah. North Georgia, I was yeah. like, retweet. That's yep. probably really I true. Heard, yeah. 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 Cole's giving out elf hats. Um, <laughs> those fancy fat cats up there in Macon. They do better than us above the Natla. I need some Georgia people to stand up with me, by the way, also in the comments. I want your Black Friday stories and I want some Natline backup. I need when some Natline backup. When those Nats get in your hair, it's a problem. So that's why I'm getting my free elf hat because it keeps yes. all the Nats out of the hair. Well, y'all all know my- that Nats aren't even a big problem in the winter, but don't even pretend like y'all don't know about Nats. But go ahead. All right. Well, many thanks to uh, Levi Lesko for joining us. Remember, you can hear the entire conversation with him on the debut episode of Unedited with Cameron Strang, which is out now on Monday. It uh, debuts on Monday. So make sure to head over to iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts and subscribe. Thanks also to Squarespace for making the episode possible. Remember, you can go to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, and uh, Black Friday deals are going on at the Relevant store. Head over to store.relevantmagazine.com. You can uh, check out the fan, uh, the podcast fan shop or any of the other sections. And podcast listeners get a special deal. Use promo code PODCAST to get 25% off and free shipping for Black Friday and Cyber Week. Head over there now and take advantage of our discount. Hey, and if you want to subscribe to Relevant, head over to uh, relevantmagazine.com slash Black Friday and get your first issue for free plus a 20% off coupon for the Relevant store. Uh, It's only $14.99 plus a free issue plus 20% off the Relevant store if you go to relevantmagazine.com slash Black Friday. And on that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm uh, Cameron Strang. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Tyler Huckabee. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. And I'm Annie F. Downs. And I'm above the nat line. That's the other thing that's true. (laughs) true. (laughs) We'll see you on Tuesday. Happy Black Friday, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from the Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Relevant Podcast Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.